When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you so much for joining us right here on ECNZ. For The Journey Begins Here, our five-part series with the Vantage Blacksticks men as they build up to the FIH Hockey Men's World Cup 2023. You're going to love this one. Aidan Sarakaya, he grew up in Thames Valley. He was schooled at Hamilton Boys High. He showed so much talent early on, debuting as a 21-year-old. Fast forward a year, and he was winning a medal with the team at the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. It's a special story and you can catch it right here on ECNZ. Aidan, nice nice to meet you and great to have you in to talk a bit of hockey so thank you so much for coming in. Um, First and foremost tell us a little bit about your background. It's interesting you've got a very interesting last name that we don't normally see in New Zealand so what's your story? Um, Yeah so my dad's Turkish, mum's um, from New Zealand, Sarakai is my last name and yeah grew up in Aussie. Uh, My the whole dad's side of my family are uh, Turkish and they're living in Melbourne now but um, yeah it's kind of weird mum and dad met over there and then um, we grew up there and then moved over um, I actually don't know if there are many Sarakai's in New Zealand I think it's just me and my two brothers but if there are shout out to them yeah. <laughs> Nice, have you been over to Turkey? No I haven't, no, it's definitely on the, the checklist Yeah, my brother has during winter which I don't know if it's the best time to go but yeah had a lot of fun and yeah. Got to go do all the best parts, Cappadocia yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and all the rest, all the right, in summertime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, summertime. Um, tell us about growing up in Natia. This is small town New Zealand. So for those that haven't been through Natia, what's it like? What was it like growing up in? Uh, it's, I think, maybe 1,500 people, 1,000 people. Uh, most notably the Gemstone Factory that closed down a few years ago, Copper Kettle and the Natia uh, Water Gardens, like the three big attractions, I'd say. Tell us about the Copper Kettle. What's your order? Uh, back in the day, I don't know, like a, a strawberry milkshake or something probably is the, and a pie. You can never go wrong with a strawberry milkshake. Yeah. Uh, did you have siblings and, and what sports was it growing up? Yeah, I've got two younger brothers, um, one a year younger and then one three years younger, Dan and Ben. Um, we played, it was mostly rugby growing up, so my granddad coached roller mills and um, my uncle actually played age group New Zealand rugby and stuff, so it was yeah, I think if I was a little bit bigger, maybe I would have tried to go down that path. But um, rugby and cricket, and then um, mum ended up pulling pin on rugby. We used to play Saturday morning. Um, yeah, got injured, and then it was just hockey after that. So what is it that, that got you into the hockey? Uh, my great aunts played for New Zealand. Mum played a bit when she was younger. So I was, yeah. And, and Tim's Valley, the only turfs in Natia. So growing up there was everyone sort of came to the area and they were involved quite a bit down there so I yeah got started at quite a young age and just carried on yeah how old were you and and do you what are your earliest memories of hitting the turf yeah maybe five or six so really young yeah yeah um it was like Saturday mornings you go down there and then watch all the older kids play and stuff and some of the guys I was friends with at school played as well and yeah it's kind of weird there's a lot of oh a lot of good like parent sport down there as well, so it was yeah, cool, a cool sport to be a part of in growing up there. 
Shout out to um, your communications manager, Dom, whose phone just went off in the studio. No. I opened it up Instagram. I'm going to turn mine off. Here we go. My bad. Aiden, after growing up in Natia, you went to Hamilton Boys, so I presume you're a boarder at Hamilton Boys? Yeah, yeah. So what was the boarding experience like, going from small-town Natia to living in Hamilton, the city of the future? Yeah, I had... Uh, I actually went to... S- primary school in St. Francis and Thames for my last two years. So we went from 80 kids, um, two kids in year eight to 2,200 or whatever there are wow. boys. So my first week was, yeah, navigating, being late to class, trying to, yeah, went from like, oh, just small fish into a big pond. So, yeah, it was really good though. Um, the boarding house is something, oh, after going through it, I yeah, look back and really enjoy my time and um, it's something cool growing up with, other guys your age and yeah it's like having mates around all the time and a lot of the guys that I went through have gone on to do cool things now as well so yes it's cool. It's always something special about the boarding house eh, is you just create these like brotherly yeah. bonds for life. Um, in terms of the hockey at Hamilton Boys um, what sort of success did you have and tell us a little bit more about Lloyd Stevenson who has actually coached a number of you to the New Zealand side now. Yeah I was really lucky uh, I had Lloyd coaching me through uh 11, 12, 13, and then at Boys High as well. Um, he was an, an awesome player and um, such a good coach. Yeah, I think there's something about his coaching style that just got the best out of guys and you really wanted to play for him. And it was like a um, no-nonsense type of coaching, but everyone respected him and, yeah, it was good. But with, uh, we ended up doing quite well. We won ranking in year 12, my year 12 and year 13, and then had... Yeah, a lot of guys come out after that who ended up playing for New Zealand, which is, yeah. I know it's quite a big sporting school, but hockey's not really part of that, I don't think. So rugby. Rugby, rowing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so it is cool that hockey sort of got on the map there. So were you recognised at school for the achievements that that your team uh, was getting nationally? Yeah, I think uh, we would have had an assembly or two, I'd say, yeah. Um, Yeah, I think in... The year before me, and then my year, there was two hockey players were sportsmen of the year, which probably hasn't happened in the history of the school. So yeah. it's normally rugby and rowing. So in that sense, um, yeah, I think the sport was recognised. So Lloyd was obviously a big part of your uh, career very early on, but who else has had an influence on getting you to this point in your career? Uh, so even before there's David Adams, is a uh, he played NHL and. Um, he coached me before Lloyd, the, like the McGrath stuff, and then Lloyd and then Simon Brill, who I actually saw this morning, who's working um, in Hockey New Zealand, uh, followed on from that um, in the under-21 age group, and then uh, he was part of Midlands as well. So he had a big influence in my development and actually um, set me on the right track. I think there's a couple of years where I was studying uni, wasn't really sure what I was going to do, um, lost my way a little bit and he was definitely a major factor in me getting back on track and then ended up debuting a couple of years after that. Was that just because you were doing what typical teenagers do and just enjoying yourself? Yeah, a little yeah. bit too much I think, yeah. yeah. Everyone goes through those phases yeah. though, don't they? And look at you now. Um, if we talk about some of your other achievements um, while at high school, going through the age grades, you've done some amazing things. The under-18 Youth Olympics in, in China, what was that experience like for you at such a young age? Yeah, that's um, something I've reflected on recently as well. We had 
uh, it was fives tournament, so it wasn't the same hockey that we used to. And we had nine guys that went over. Um, Dave Kasuf and Lincoln were our coaches, and they weren't staying in the village with us. So it was, um, I haven't been into, oh, so I'd liken it to the Commonwealth Games Village. I'd say it's exactly the same. They have um, apartments where you're sharing with other New Zealand athletes of other codes, and um, you're meeting other athletes from all over the world. And was that amazing? It's so weird, yeah. I think at 17, yeah. some of the boys were 16 then, so I don't know if you really take it all in. Um, but looking back on it, it was a yeah really cool experience and um, a, just a different type of hockey as well, I think was quite cool. Fives are starting to come into the game now, but um, they've had a, a tournament recently. But yeah, it was, it was a learning experience for all of us. And what about the Junior World Cup uh, that you went to in India? Tell us more about that. Uh, it was my, I think it's the first time I'd travelled to India, so uh, I think I got sick when I was there. Was like the, the It's a common theme. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The the thing I remember the most about it, I think, one of the last nights. Um but again, it was yeah, my first or well, one of the first tastes of like a hard international tournament and sort of what it takes to do well. We had a good team and um a lot of the guys from that age group have gone and played. Um we were just yeah, had a a tough pool play game for the last game to not be able to go through to quarters, but yeah, it was it was cool. 2017, you made your debut uh, for the Black Sticks. You got your jersey for the first time at, at the very top of the sport here in New Zealand. What was that moment like? What was the, the week like and that whole experience? Uh, I remember getting the phone call and then calling mum straight away. Cool. Yeah, which was quite cool. What did she say? Oh, nothing. I think she just cried. and <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it was sort of just a build-up of, like, a lot of things over the years leading up to it. It was cool to um, be called up and, yeah. I don't think it was a two-game series against Aussie and um, just I remember standing in the anthems and just trying to soak it all in. But I think it gets said to everyone that it goes quite quickly, the games as well, and, yeah. Um, I actually don't remember too much of them, but I just remember it being, um, like, it was what I've been working for and... It was finally happening, so... Yeah, how long had that been a dream of yours to represent since, the Black Sticks? Yeah, since I started playing, I think. It was always a goal. Um, yeah, right through school and sort of, yeah, why you do it, I think, Yeah. in the end, yeah. Fast forward a year and the Commonwealth Games roll around. Um, you're very young, Gold Coast in 2018. You make the finals... What was that that whole tournament like for you? I'd only played 10 games, I think, before going into it. It's crazy. So, yeah, I was um, pretty fresh, yeah. um, a little bit naive, which might have been good. Didn't feel as much pressure as um, I've felt after that, yeah. um, which was quite cool. I think I, I played pretty well. One of my best games I think I've played was in the semifinal. So um, to be that young and play one of my better games at a big tournament like that is quite cool to look back on. And, yeah, just growing up, you always watch the Commonwealth Games, the Olympic Games and stuff like that on TV. So being able to be there and then win a medal and come back and show people is quite cool. Can you talk us through the result of that semi final? Yeah, we um, beat India 3-2. And I remember right on full time, me and Steve Jeunesse were up in, like, the top corner 
and game finished and we just hugged for like 10 seconds it was quite cool <laughs> yeah. it's so cool so he, he was in Delhi and had won um, a bronze there and it felt like even even just winning a semi and then knowing you've had a chance to play a gold medal match and you've guaranteed a silver medal um, it was that feeling all at once it was yeah just can't really put it into words it was cool so you've reached highs you're at the Commonwealth Games you've got a medal that you get to bring back home to New Zealand what were the goals for the next few years after that? Uh, I think after that Tokyo was always in my sights um, as a natural progression being in the squad and then that being um, like a between that and World Cup being the two major tournaments in hockey Yeah. and so I played the World Cup in the end of 2018 um, on the back of an injury and Probably didn't play my best and was sort of um, in and out of the playing squad at that time. So, yeah, the build-up into Tokyo was different to the build-up into that Com Games and um, ended up missing out on that. But, yeah, taking a lot of learnings out of that and putting a good foot forward for the next two years. Um, what was it like? Um, because in sport you go through great moments, right? But there's also the lows. And if that's the goal of yours to go to the Olympics in Tokyo, you know, that you'd set two years earlier or probably a lot earlier than that, what was it like when you found out that you wouldn't be part of it? Yeah, it's interesting. Um, I was up until they left, uh, I was still involved a little bit. So yeah. there were two series and I was... Um, there is sort of injury cover and play a few minutes here and there to make sure. Um, but it's it's hard. It's something oh, I remember um, KD, Kevin Durant, talking about trying to live neutrally because the lows get quite low and the highs get quite high. So it's something now that I've tried to take forward. But that was definitely a, a low. Um, seeing, I'm happy for my teammates. I'm stoked for the guys that are there. Yeah. But seeing them having a bit of FOMO, Missing out. Um, Were you able to watch? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was. Which um, would have been hard. Like it's not easy, is it? Is it? Yeah, yeah. I think you still feel um, the guys are pretty good at still making you feel like you're part of the team, and we've got quite a good team culture that way. So even though it's the sixteen that are there and a couple of extras who ended up playing, it's it's definitely like a group group performance. Yeah. So how do you come back and, and re-motivate yourself after that? Because you came back and have had, like, the best season. <laughs> um, maybe oh, it's a different program now. Um, there's a new head coach. There's um, fresh ideas. Yeah. Um, the time away, I've, I've reflected on why I was playing and what was keeping me there and... Mm. Um, I did go, there was a bit of a turning point, I think, around the selection camp at the start of this year. And I don't know, I, it's hard to put a finger on it, but I just started enjoying playing again. And um, that's been the easiest part of being able to turn up to trainings now is just having fun. And yeah, the guys are a big part of that as well. So it's, yeah, turning up and playing with your mates is quite cool. Why did yeah. you, like, what? What did make you fall in love with hockey in the first place? What were those reasons that you just had to remind yourself? It's quite a, oh, I'm not sure. It's quite a different game. There's like a bit of danger to it. I don't know. Yeah. The, yeah. I think maybe because I was quite good at it from a young age, um, comparative to other sports I was playing was probably 
why I um, carried on and yeah, the competitive nature that you get it in all sports, but it's just something about hockey that I um, that stuck with me a bit more. Yeah. You said to Kevin Durant, quote, do you look at other uh, sports and other athletes for motivation and inspiration? Like is he someone that you look up to or are there others? Oh, I've just, um, just started following NBA a little bit yeah. recently in the last couple of years and it's I love the sport of basketball because there's so many times where it can come down to one moment that someone has to be clutch or it's it's like a game winner where in hockey we don't get that as much. It could come down to like a corner on full time or yeah. something on full time which happens once a season but for a sport that has it in a lot of their games is awesome to watch. Yeah, so um, I, it's hard to put myself in the same category as an athlete when you look at guys like that and they're on the like, um, on like the mental brink of having a higher or low every second day. Yeah, it's impressive. Who do you support? Uh, the, I love D'Angelo Russell, so Tim Wolves a lot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and on hockey, like we know the physical toll that it takes uh, on your body. What about on your mind? What sort of mental toll does the sport of hockey require? Um, yeah, I think all, all sport at a high level needs balance. And I think I've, I've been lucky that I'm been able to study through and have something else to keep my mind um, busy. And that there are some days now where even study and um, sport together a, a lot. And I've, yeah, the guys that work full-time jobs still and, and play, I've just got so much admiration for because both have just take such a mental drain sometimes. And to be able to do both well is something that I don't think I could do. Um, so. Yeah, to, especially to be playing at a high level and doing stuff on it's the hard. side. Yeah, yeah. What are you studying? Really uh, law. You're doing law at Waikato University. How are you juggling? How are you balancing sport and life and study? They've been awesome. And um, I don't want to say COVID's been good, but yeah. everything's online now, which has made um, study a lot easier for me. Yeah, but it's just... Um, as I've got older, I've got a little bit more disciplined and have routines rather than just um, waking up in the morning and sort of guessing what I'm doing. I've got set times to sit down and study or um, set rest periods or, yeah. How far away are you? Hopefully halfway through next year. Three nice. papers left. Yeah. So I'm into my seventh year now. What what inspired you to go and study law? Like, was it the TV programs that you see, like the Suits and, and the Harvey Spectres of the world? Or, you know, what was it for you? Uh, I was pretty good at English at school. Yeah. So I knew I didn't want to go down. Oh, I've got a right-sided brain or whatever that brain is. That isn't maths. Um, and mum is a lawyer, so she sort of floated the idea and, yeah, went and um, studied that. It's interesting looking back. I think if I had my time again, I'd take a year away and really um, maybe work for a year, figure out what I want to do. Um, I'm working part-time at Tacker Golf Course now and just love being outside. Yeah. Love, like, yeah, working outdoors. And so, so <laughs> I'm not sure if I would have gone down that path. If you're working at Tacker Golf, you must play a bit of golf as well. A little bit, yeah. And how does your golf? Oh, I'm terrible, yeah. yeah. You all say that, but what's your handicap? Do you guys have handicaps? Yeah, I'm off 
Oh, about a 15. I mean, it's not too bad considering you're a professional hockey player. Yeah. What's sort of the level amongst the team? And do you guys all go and have a game every now and then? Yeah, yeah. I think everyone's sort of caught the bug. Um, there's some guys that play a lot more than others, some guys that are a lot better than others. Um, but around anywhere between 10 and 20, I think the, the guys sort of sit and it's good enough where someone can have a day and take the spoils or, yeah, shoot 100 still, so... Yeah, we had a golf day at the end of last year. We all, we all went down to Tacker and got a couple of carts and went around. So it's it's such a good social sport. Yeah. Um, the the hard thing is is that everyone's so competitive just by nature. So it ends up getting pretty catty. I think. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. so good. Um, if we go back to to the hockey and the routine that you talk about, what does it take to be a hockey player in New Zealand? Like, what is your week like? What what are your days like? Yeah, so we're at the moment three times uh, a week in the morning. We're training for an hour and a half um, and then one afternoon uh, afternoon session and then scattered in there it's maybe three gym sessions and then at the moment um, building up to the World Cup we've been in camp last weekend so there are three full days with the team and then this week another three days with the team and um, building up to Christmas I think we've got nine days up to the 23rd we were in camp and um yeah fizzing up so it's most of your day is about how can I get in the best shape to train yeah or how can I recover for tomorrow to train so it's a full-time thing you're thinking about it is your body just getting absolute battering yeah yeah you, you get used to it after a while it's like um anything but it's still this uh weather at the moment doesn't help yeah. <laughs> some days it's easier to get out there when it's sunny and yeah but the rain um dampens that a bit yeah what is this team working on ahead of the world cup like what will you focus on in these intense training blocks i think the word that's going around at the moment's having an under, underdog mentality i'm not sure if the other boys have said that but yeah Blair spoke about it yeah yeah it's quite cool um being this far from everyone else it's we've got such a good national identity um, but it does mean that we don't have the same competition year in, year out that other countries have. So really, really embracing being the underdog and working out which traits of that we want to see in each other's game and um, just leaning into it. Yeah, just knowing that at the end of the day we're, we're going to fight harder for everything than the guys we're playing against. What does it feel like to be part of this team, the New Zealand team that's off to the World Cup? Uh, we haven't had selection yet. <laughs> but if I'm a part of it, um, it's uh, I feel a lot more comfortable and a lot more attached to the group that we've got. Um, not saying I wasn't in the past, but I think how I'm feeling in myself in the team, I'm feeling a lot more confident. So that means I can, yeah, I've got a lot of confidence in the group. I think and. Yeah, I think we're going to give it a pretty good run. So, yeah, it's cool to be a part of. Looking forward to going back to India, of course, the place where you went to very early on. Yeah, we were actually there last month as well for two weeks. Yeah. Um, the hotel we're staying in is great. I don't think there's much risk of food poisoning or anything, so the boys are pretty happy. <laughs> that is good to hear. That yeah. is good to hear. And you've actually got a really good pool as well. Yeah. If you look at, at your pool and how the draw is set out for you, it must fill you with a lot of confidence. Yeah, with um, Chile, Malaysia and Holland. Yeah. I think definitely Chile and Malaysia are target games for us. And then, um, again, underdogs. underdogs against Holland. Um, 
I'd hope we travel a little bit better than they do, and so anything can and can happen in pool play. I think, and we have we get points out of that. We get a win. We set ourselves up for a quarter final. Um, which, yeah, anything can happen after that. We look forward to seeing the underdogs go to work. It's not too far away now for FIH World Cup. Thank you so much, Aidan, for coming and for sharing uh, part of your journey and how you got into the black jersey. We appreciate it and go well. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Aidan's story on The Journey Begins here. It's been so much fun. And that is all thanks to Vantage Windows and Doors. We'll see you soon.